recording. Yeah, okay. So, mm -hmm. yeah, you're asking about work? Yes, how was work going, Nassif? Bye. Uh, it's actually busy because Christmas time and I work in a restaurant. Mm -hmm. I finished my, my, my exams. I have four courses this semester. And mm -hmm. after finishing that, finishing them, I'm, I'm working again. Yeah, pretty mm -hmm. hectic. I have a day off tomorrow. So yeah, that's a good thing. But I might be still working elsewhere. I, I do mm -hmm. Uber delivery at times. So some... do you drive or no 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 I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not that rich to drive. I I, I do the walking one. Okay. That's the convenient do... though. That's you yeah, don't that's have not it bad. over here. Oh okay. I think you have bicycle one. Yeah, we got the bicycle and the car. They want us to spend money. Mm. So <laughs> that's that. Yeah. I'm trying to get my driver's license though for the this or the next month. And uh mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna take over one of my brother's car and you know do the usual stuff Uber mm -hmm. Eats or DoorDash. I can't get into Uber until my license becomes about two years old, mm -hmm. as per the New York state law. And yeah, that's that. Mm -hmm. How's New York? Uh, New York's been pretty it's it's been pretty much the same since the pandemic. Yeah. Um. It's not. So it's certainly not the friendliest city in the world. So. Really. Whoever. You, yeah. Whoever you ask about, it's it's got resources, but it's like your asshole, rich asshole cousin, who flexes. Yeah. Um. Their belongings, but never help you out. So mm -hmm. that's. <laughs> that's basically the vibe of New York City, to be honest. Mm hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I don't really have uh, much in mind when you ask me about the life in the city in general. Yeah. It's fun at times whenever I'm able to work um, as, a, as a background artist, you, mm -hmm. you're able to meet these um, celebrities who made it. And um, you get surprised by how some of them turn out to be down to it. So that's fun. Yeah, that happened with me like a few days ago. I was... Uh... I was doing Uber. I was I was I was delivering food for Uber, and then all of a sudden, I see Ryan Long standing. So oh, yeah, yeah. At first, that. when I saw him, so I see this tall guy, probably seven feet, and I, and I was like, "Yo, the hair seems pretty similar." I've, I think I've seen this hair before because at first I didn't mm -hmm. see his face, and then when he turns and I see him, like, "Oh shit!" I, I had my friend with me, and I'm like, "Bro, this guy is Ryan Long," and he's like, "Yeah, that, that's him." We cross the road, we go to him, and, and I, I'm, not, I'm like, are you Ryan Long? And he's like, yeah. And then I'm like, yo, I'm a big fan. And he's like, thank you, brother. And then he's like, fist bump, pump, like what do you call it? Fist pumping, bumping? Yeah, fist bump, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so That's... he was very humble. And then my buddy comes up, and then I'm like, okay, can we take a picture? And he's like, yeah, sure. And then he's like, yo, I, I was here for Toronto theaters. And I didn't know what he mm -hmm. meant. Later on... I found out that he was actually here for um, some stand-up. He is mm -hmm. Canadian, but he lives in New York City. Ah, at least yeah, I've heard about him. That's what Wikipedia says. Mm -hmm. But yeah, if he, he wasn't if he was yeah. in Canada, he wouldn't survive. The kind of content he makes, he would be canceled in like a day. 
Yeah, I heard that Canada is way more PC in, than the states. So. Canada is, I mean, it's um, they're too sensitive, like way yeah, too that's, sensitive. That's the word. I think way they're just... on par with Australia. And Australia is sensitive other, too. Yeah, Australia is sensitive. Sweden's super sensitive. Also, I heard is Sweden. I don't think Sweden should be sensitive. I mean, they don't have that many brown people or that many. I mean, it's more homogenous society, right? In Sweden. Yeah, it's mostly um Scandinavian people. Yeah. So it's mostly I can't we can't necessarily say white because it'll piss mm. off the white people in our countries. So. Yeah, yeah that's, it's them. That's a fact. It's yeah. Scandinavians mostly. So yeah. Yeah. Canada is a weird place because even Jordan Peterson, mm-hmm. he was canceled for when he was talking about his views regarding pronouns yeah um and then there was like a huge you you can just type on google um jordan peterson Mm -hmm. uh uft controversy and the videos will come up where and that's how Mm -hmm. he became popular that's how he became popular when he just Mm -hmm. spoke about his uh you know what what he feels yeah bro what when i when i met ryan long Mm -hmm. what i realized was that He's actually very humble. People might call him racist for being on Fox News or whatever. Mm-hmm. But he's actually the most humble guy I've ever seen because I thought mm-hmm. he would probably show attitude, but he did not. He was very calm and he's like, yeah, you know, he's, he's open to taking picture. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing, man. Um, to be honest, like, um, yeah, I, I just need to add my two cents into it. It's not like I I want to. I just I just thought I might. No, you have to, something. bro. You have to. That's what it's the podcast. You yeah, have to. <laughs> yeah. Since it's a discuss, since it's a conversation. So yeah, yeah. So here's the thing: the, these guys are comics. As mm. soon as somebody says a joke, even me, you, even you, even anybody, the purpose of a joke is to not really mean it. Exactly. Yeah. So there's no point. It's like a joke is like a movie or whatever like mm-hmm. there's a premise there's a punchline you know beginning middle and the end yeah, yeah exactly. it's all up to your imagination however you take it mm. and that's the whole purpose of a joke is to not mean it yeah the fact yeah. that people in twitter or reddit or in whatever medium articles or buzzfeed take it up and like multiply it into some kind of hyper reality that yeah. literally kills the purpose of it. Like yeah. a joke dies. Joke dies as soon as you, as um, you ask the person who made the joke, "What do you mean by that?" Yeah, a joke dies whenever you try to explain it. True. Because you're never gonna laugh at it again. You either get yeah, it the yeah. first time or you don't. So that's it. Yeah. Yeah, because I I, I remember mm-hmm. most of these comedians. One of their common jokes is mm-hmm. they com- they joke about. Uh, the link between mm-hmm. Uber and brown people, you know, that, okay, brown people mm. doing Uber and stuff. So <laughs> hilarious enough, I was actually doing Uber when I met Ryan Long, right? Mm. So, and he saw my mm-hmm. phone because I had my, because at that time I was actually on my way to deliver food and I was like, fuck the mm-hmm. food. I'm actually going to take a picture with this guy. Uh, I don't care if I'm like a couple minutes mm-hmm. late. He saw my phone. Mm-hmm. He saw my app that sh- that was showing me directions mm-hmm. to my customers, and it was written there Uber, Uber. I thought he was going to probably say, "Oh, you're 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 doing Uber, right? You're brown." 
but he didn't he didn't talk about all that like he was just vibing with me about oh fan base and all that stuff he's not talking about uber so then i mm-hmm. realized that they really don't mean anything they like i anyways don't mind like yes uh, most of the uber drivers yeah. in canada at least in toronto here are brown people i do uber delivery as well at times it's mm-hmm. it's a reality which they joke about which is fine there's nothing to be offended right true true that's that's the thing they, they just took like well, what Ryan did um he yeah. just took um a part from our daily life and exactly. tried to turn it into a joke and exactly. it's either funny to some people or it's not it's not yeah. offense and if it's There's not nothing. funny to some people they shouldn't be yeah. stopping others from watching it you know for instance exactly like uh, on Netflix Joe Rogan has mm-hmm. got uh quite a few specials so one of his specials It was going really well and I was laughing like I was enjoying it and then at one point he he starts mm-hmm. making uh he made one joke on uh not mm-hmm. on Prophet Muhammad but like the joke was about Arabia and Islam a little bit which I mm-hmm. did not like but he's not forcing me to watch it right he's not forcing exactly. me that you got to watch this on Netflix he's not doing that And I'm not no. going to go out and write a petition that, oh, he, he needs to stop doing this. Like, no, he can, he can carry on. I should and be like, not watching it, right? If I don't like it. True, true, true. And you must, like, you, you the fact that you end up doing that, like, hypothetically, that you ended up uh, doing a petition for Netflix to remove this, like, that yeah. just tells Think more about, about you. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, I have a I have an opinion on it which I'm going to uh, debate to you on. Yeah, sure. Uh so But, let me uh, let me tell yeah. you my two Let's cents on uh, let me tell you my two cents on Dave Chappelle's closure, okay? Go, go ahead, go ahead. So have you seen his other specials on Netflix? Yes, I've seen um all the I think he's got that, three. Um, I got I think he's got, he's got three uh specials on Netflix. I found them mm-hmm. really hilarious. Uh the closure the closure was even more hilarious because he goes all out on everything okay so i found it really hilarious some people might say it's not as funny as the previous ones but that's their opinion you mm-hmm. cannot really debate on a, with a person about how funny something is because it's all about perception and how you take it but i really yeah. feel that the bashing he's getting right now for his transgender mm-hmm. jokes mm-hmm. it just proves his point exactly <laughs> just proves his point because and he has some really valid points like one thing i i feel that when he criticizes feminism or lgbtq mm-hmm. movement he's not mm-hmm. necessarily criticizing the people who are you know like part of that community he's attacking the fact that these communities get importance only because they're white or majority white mm. that's his mm. point that was i cannot you cannot disagree with the guy on that because exactly. that's the whole truth and nothing but the truth and um, he's just the one who's able to articulate it well while give us giving us a few laughs every now and then exactly because although yeah imagine like he said will, too in one of his mm-hmm. specials right that imagine if it was like brown people or black people saying yo we feel like women inside no one would care <laughs> true the, the fact you know the one that he did uh, uh, like he feels chinese on the inside or something exactly yeah that was in the yeah, I think that was the last previous special. special yeah where he had the green suit yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, lo- i love that one the most because uh, i find that the funniest and not the closer the the my only um 
complain about the special itself is that um, he kind of tries to double down on whatever he's been saying throughout since his return. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you say double down, as, what do you mean double down? You know, like um, whatever he said on trans, uh, transgendered people and people like any LGBTQ people per se. Mm-hmm. Um, to be honest, like you don't have to do that. That's my that, that's my take because um, your purpose is to make us laugh, and you're more than succeeding in doing that. Yeah, but the the fact uh, the fact that he shared that um suicide story um within within the special kind of made me uncomfortable. You mean that? But uh, then he again, should be focusing more on making people laugh instead of giving yeah, some like, form of wisdom at, or at philosophy. Yeah, I'm like that. That's my point. I'm like, mm. you don't have to be America's gui- guidance counselor. <laughs> like, but uh, don't you think that the fact he knows that he is actually also an influencer? He might not say he's an influencer, but he he has that potential because he he's got fans. He doesn't say, but he is. He is. Yeah. So, but if you look at his three previous specials, right, and even the stand-ups he did way back when he was younger, when he was skinny, mm-hmm. um, there's always I that element that. of him. Um, you know, giving like a philosophical lesson or a historical lesson. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember there was one, there's on YouTube, there's this video of him talking about a 15 years old girl who was, uh, I think, kidnapped or some, mm-hmm. something of that. Like he was saying, how old is 15? You can write that on YouTube and that video comes up where uh, he says that. Oh, okay, I think it's one of those R. Kelly bits of his. Yeah, yeah. So he he's like, He's saying, how old is 15? Because a 15 years old child, black child was put in prison. But mm-hmm. then, so that 15 years old child is getting an adult punishment, you know? Yeah. So he, and then sense. he's saying R. Kelly is a black perpetrator and the victim mm-hmm. is a 15 years old child. So he got punished for that. So he's trying to compare. What I like about him is that I think he mm-hmm. gives philosophical lessons or a historical lesson, which mm-hmm. kind of makes him unique to other um other uh, comedians because when whenever he gives a philosophical lesson towards mm-hmm. the end you must have noticed there's always a punchline that makes everyone go crazy yeah exactly and the fact that it, th- that's why i can't really pinpoint at him because yeah. nah man's man's earned it that's the because thing there's one uh one of his specials uh you must have seen where he says uh uh and i kick her in the pussy do you remember yeah. that so I he, remember he, that bit. he, he talks about that story about uh, that guy, that boy who was killed, right? A young black child who was killed. And then the white mm-hmm. lady, when she goes, gets older, she says, you know, I lied. I didn't, you know, I, the accusation was false. He did not catcall me or anything. So mm-hmm. then he says, you know, I kick her in the pussy. And in that standup, uh, right at the start, he did say that, you know, this is my, my punchline and I'm going to use this and you guys are going to laugh. Okay. Remember, randomly, he's like, yo, I have a jar with it. There's like all these punchlines written in a jar and I randomly mm-hmm. pick up one and then I talk mm-hmm. about it. So yeah, I think that makes him unique from other comedians because all the other comedians that I've watched, Joe Rogan, Bill, mm-hmm. Bill Burr, then who's that guy who got uh, in trouble for Me Too movement? I'm Louis C.K. Yeah, Louis C.K. They're all funny comedians. Even the other one, the guy with the, who had a controversy of sending uh, news to underage girls. Um, um, Chris Delia. Chris Delia. So they're all funny, but they're all they're not unique. There's nothing unique about them. True. You know, they're um, all this. They're trying to do the same 
I mean, the the comedy is different, but mm-hmm. you know, when you when you watch Dave Chappelle's comedy, you know that you're gonna mm-hmm. laugh and you're gonna come mm-hmm. out thinking about the society. So mm-hmm. you get informed. That's what I like about. Yeah, that's, that's true. Makes, that's the unique. thing. Yeah, that's like he he's leaving a legacy behind. That exactly. Like even he, I I don't think he he was able able to comprehend because even his return per se. Um, it was a once once in a century kind of story. He yeah. went back. He went away for ten to twelve years. All yeah. he did was perform in random clubs, and he kept yeah. working on his art. Yeah. And he came back, and he was more relevant than ever. And he is, I think, the highest earning comedian, like per special at least. Definitely, yeah. I think he got. 60 million or some shit like that uh because of mm-hmm. Netflix like every special yeah. he gets paid 50 million or 60 million and, and what i like mm-hmm. what i like about this no. guy is have you seen his other not specials but like he was sitting with a cigarette and talk complaining about the corporates i think so like i have seen so much of him i can't just pick it's on his uh net net on, on his instagram uh post um mm-hmm. where oh he, um he says that stop watching mm-hmm. uh, his uh, Chappelle show. Chappelle yeah. show, and you know what happened, right? When he said stop watching Chappelle show, his mm-hmm. fans who are in millions stopped mm-hmm. watching Chappelle show, and then the Chappelle show paid him everything. He got all, his all show the fifty back, million. All the fifty million. He got his show back. So what I like about Dave Chappelle is mm-hmm. he really values his fans. Mm-hmm. That he does. And he knows he's he's got a very loyal fan base. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. But the, uh, however, although people kept saying that in his comments, like, "Oh, this was just his typical strategy to um, get back his money," which he himself refused, and this, and that, and this, and that. But then again, I'm like, um, it's not illegal for him to ask money for something he created by himself. Yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah. And and you're um, doing comedy, you know that. It does take a lot of hard work to to set up, True. you know, I a show for a an hour. Yet, I haven't earned a single set cent yet. Although I've been doing this for about one year. Yeah. And uh, there's been a lot of bombings, of course. Yeah. Since it's a lot of work. You have and to, all that. It's a lot of work. You have to write a story. You have to edit the story. Then you have to think about it whether it's funny or not. Then you got to like try it out. Yeah, you gotta try that, it out, and you always don't get to try it out in front of people. Most exactly. of the time, it's other open micers True. who are desperate to like desperate for you to finish so that they can try their shit out. Facts, yeah, yeah, and um, the anxiety just gets you. Like I haven't gone in about two months mm. because I just couldn't make the time to yeah. you know even try out whatever comes into my mind. So I'm just I'm just on all fours. Um, based on like doing comedy so i'm yeah. like do i should i make sketches should i do an open mic because the, since it's the information age and the digital age I, i'm like you know what if i put it out on youtube that might help me out in the long run so Instead on youtube like, do you mean you want to do open mic in front of your camera and post it or like how do you yeah, uh, so far, whatever I've been able to brainstorm is that I could do a three-minute bit mm-hmm. and record it and edit it 
and um you know upload it on youtube yeah. and um on and upload the audio versions on spotify itunes yeah, yeah. all that and also do what um also make i'm able to do commentary on movies as well that's what i was able to figure out during quarantine like review movie reviews yeah um, say whatever only dc does right mm. um it's it's between like i want to do a hybrid of review and commentary yeah so that um i could keep um the view the viewer per se engaged throughout yeah, yeah true so yeah i've been Definitely, trying yeah. to figure out the logistics of it i've written down a couple of films which i've watched for now all i need to do is record it organize the audio it's just the technical aspects that that are, that you, you could also maybe do commentary on stand up specials yeah i could do that it's it's con- the content itself is not limited to movies per se yeah 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 television shows yeah. i'm also um there's this um idea that i've brainstormed about like i'll be analyzing songs which are popular like but these are done by mumble rappers you know all the shitty music yeah, per yeah. se so i'm going to analyze gucci gang songs like that so i'm figuring out it's a lot of writing that's all yeah definitely even though i've gotten used to it now so inshallah yeah so so you also would want to like roast music roast videos something of that sort along those lines yes but you know it's not a like hey i'm roasting you it's yeah. not like a, it's it's more of a passive roasting you like a genuine Say, thing right yeah like it's it's an orig- like it's i hope it's more original than yeah. whatever forms of roasting we've seen so yeah. far yeah but i don't want to speak too much about whatever i've not mm. like put it out on the world yet so you know yeah yeah i'm crying but that's, i think for a comedian for a, mm-hmm. for an upcoming comedian like you to get more popular or for people to know more about you i think don't you think like stand up mm-hmm. um like open mic is more important or how does it work yes i'm i'm trying on that as well and uh, mm-hmm. yes that open mics certainly help you to socialize a yeah. and b um you could get some hosts who um host other shows and then yeah. you end up hosting a couple shows here and there definitely it's a uh, it's a long climb to the mm. ladder because in new york apparently everyone's funny or not but some of them just um stick long around long yeah. enough to i think it's more about like you have to be persistent like people yeah, might not initially like you they might boo you off stage something that mm-hmm. happened with dave chappelle when he was young when, on his first because mm-hmm. he was very young when he started stand up special i think his mother he took was him 14. to yeah well, his mother took him to this club where people were apparently very rough and very uh judgmental and very strict it's not mm-hmm. easy to make it was apparently not easy to make them laugh and then mm-hmm. he goes on stage and they start booing him off so for any other person who's doing stand up mm-hmm. for the sake of money and fame they might just leave right away because they're like okay i'm yeah, not yeah. getting my attention but someone who genuinely loves comedy i think no matter how much you get booed you just keep continuing mm-hmm. just for the sake of it because you like it yeah that's the thing so i'm kind of split with comedy as a an art form because yeah. i want to i want to stick into it but then again 
I'm interested in performing arts in general. So, like I said, I work as an extra in films. I do a couple of short films every now and then, whatever I'm nice. selected for. Mm. Yeah, and and I audition for roles every now and then. Mm. You can but send me again, the links yeah. of your um, like for any short film that you've done. You can send me the links. I'll actually put them in my bio. I'm in my description on my YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. So, whoever watches sure. this, I mean, I don't mm-hmm. have too many followers either. But, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully someday so they can c- come across and, you know, go through. Yeah, that. sure. Any publicity helps, bro. Yeah. The thing is, um, whatever I've done, um, it's been shot recently. Okay, nice. And uh, whenever, you know, whenever the post-production or whatever happens, I think they're going to um, submit it to some association or whatever first so yeah. that whether or not if it can be approved for a festival of sorts. Mm. Yeah. And uh, if all of that fails... That's what the director told me. All of yeah. that fails. He's just gonna upload it. That's nice. Yeah. For the world to see. So that's that. Mm. I hope. Yeah, it was fun working, though. Um, there's a lot of things you learn. Um, Tell us about your experience that... with with your uh, short film. Like, how did it start? How were you approached, and how did it go on from there? Okay, so there's this um, website called um, Backstage.com. I opened up a, a profile there for okay. about, um, I think, $100 a year or something. I okay. paid it in advance so that um, there's no monthly um, issue for me or whatever. So I ended yeah. up applying to, well, you just keep applying and wait for your call. Yeah. Um, so I was getting tired of getting background roles with no dialogue or whatever. So I mm-hmm. thought I would just apply on random projects, commercials, voiceover, whatever. Yeah. And uh, what happened is that um, I was me- emailed for a short film with an okay. invitation, mm-hmm. but they wanted me to audition. Yeah. First. So he, they said it was a self-tape audition. I have a lot of um, equipment for the self-tape. But yeah. my back, the thing is that, like, yeah, so um, there's a screen, like six foot screen that I could um, put it in the background so that yeah. that's the requirement for a self-tape audition. The audio needs to be clear. But I didn't risk it. Instead, um, I texted a friend called um, Scott. He um, records auditions and he okay. takes headshots for mm. um, actors for yeah. a couple of bucks. He said, um, I'll do um, 30 minutes. A lot. Um, I'll film you for thirty minutes for thirty dollars. So, uh, will you be, will you do that? I'm like, yes, most definitely. And he lived nearby. Okay. So I went to him. And um, funny fun fact about the photographer Scott. Um, he himself is an actor. Okay. So he's able to direct well. Mm. As to how to say my dialogues, how do I make my movement? Am I looking too stiff? Is it mm. organic, whatever, all that. So yeah. he was like, um, he got the script. I gave him the script. He, no photographer asked me for a script in advance. He's like, can you send me a script in advance so that I could read it? Yeah. Like, okay. Like, wow. So mm. he read it a couple of times, apparently, before I was on my way. And uh, once I came, he was, he knew, he knew my dialogue way before me. So it, it was cool. Like, it wasn't, nice thing so you think he was um, actually very professional 
very professional very mm. professional for 30 dollars i'm like i was i was like mesmerized because whatever i did in order to get a profile get an acting profile over yeah. it i had to spend a lot mm. and considering that he did all that for fucking 30 bucks was unreal to me my pessimistic bengali brain wasn't able to digest it and he was gay too i'm like is he attractive to me or like oh no he's just a professional gay dude that's cool yeah he's being a professional yeah he's a professional gay man how uh, how's how's uh, how do you think yeah. is the stand up comedy scene in bangladesh i don't think we actually do have a scene it's non existent in bangladesh it doesn't exist because there was we would know because the ones who are trying to be funny like salman muqtadir and the other people i, I don't even know their names they're not he's funny. not a stand-up comic um the they're... difference that's that's the part that's the part where people uh, you know bill hater by any chance or any anyone from snl i've heard about snl but i i, I don't know the mm-hmm. names of the like the individual okay so a difference difference between a dave Chappelle and say um who else can we call a comedian um colbert Say a, a, uh, say a Salman Mukhtadir. Just, uh, yeah. yeah. Just for Yo, But they're example. not funny, like with whatever they do. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's all cringe. Yeah, I know. It's I know. all cringe. It's basic. It's basic. Basic cringe that they're probably yeah. copying from other dudes who live in the West. Exactly. That's the thing. So Salman Mukhtadir is a comedian, uh, puke. But, uh, and yeah, comedian. And Dave Chappelle's a comic. Comic, yeah. So that's the thing. That's why I'm split. So do I want to be a comedian or a comic? Try both. It's kind like of, Ryan yeah, Long. I'm Ryan Long's both, yeah. right? He he's a comic. Yeah. He's on stage, and mm-hmm. he's also making funny videos. And I think he makes yeah skits on on his uh, YouTube channel, which is yes, you know, doing pretty bomb. And he's been hilarious through and through. I've funny as I've hell, hardly bro. seen a guy who's been that funny that consistently. Well. There's this one comic, Mark Norman. I'm wearing his um, sweater. It yeah. says, give it a goog. Yeah, he was really funny on Joe Rogan. So um, check his check his um, episodes out because he's he prepares his jokes for Joe Rogan in order to get more noticed by the people. And he is succeeding at it. Marketing like strategy is actually pretty good for him. Yeah, I love him. Um, I met him in person. He literally figured out I was brown, and he goes, "Praise Allah!" <laughs> like, I, am, I mean, you um, would know you're brown. He, like, he could look at your skin and know you're brown. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, uh, "I'm like, I love your show." I, I, I was saying to him, <laughs> and my mom was like, "Oh, I didn't bomb it, right? Oh, didn't mean that literally." Praise Allah. He's so like, he's so quick and funny. It just caught me, caught me off guard because, like, you don't know if you if you um want to laugh with him or you or you're just starstruck because of how talented he is of course the starstruck thing is what happened to me when i met ryan long yeah same same so you met mark norman is he the one with that his voice is like hey how are you with that he has a hard Um, voice can you imitate him oh no it's like hey 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 comedy like that's that's how he goes Okay. You gotta watch out. Uh, you gotta watch the special. Um, yeah. out to lunch. It's got about nine million views now or less. Okay. Doesn't matter. It's really funny. His jokes per minute ratio is insane. It's mm. like he goes for like five to six jokes per minute. Wow. It's insane. Yeah, he's really funny and he's earned it. 
Okay, I think I deflected from the topic. Yeah. We yeah. were on Salman Muktadir. Salman Muktadir. Yeah, Sal- Salman Muktadir is a comedian, whereas Dave Chappelle is a comic. It's a comic, yeah. That's the difference. Um, yeah. But then again, um, the description and the lines blur in terms of certain people. Say Robin Williams. Robin Williams can do a skit, mm. so he's a comedian. Uh, Robin William, R- Williams has stand-up specials, so he's a comic yeah. as well. Mm. So, well, yeah, it gets, it depends on, say, uh, Mark Norman, for that matter. He's in a couple of skits here and there. Yeah. But he's in no way an actor. He doesn't mm. act that well. He just, he just does it for the sake of it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he's just a great joke writer. That's what. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, writing Speaking jokes is hard, Chappelle, too. Yeah, it takes me a while. I used to write a couple of jokes every day, but uh, not all of them works out. So when you and write a joke, a break. what's the what's the procedure? Because I at times write songs because I do music with my friends, right? So when so I how write, do you, how do you write songs? I'm gonna answer my question after your description. Then I'm gonna wait for it. So when I write songs, what happens to me is that when mm-hmm. I sit with with a pen and paper, thinking that okay, I'm gonna write a song now, it mostly mm-hmm. comes out as shit. And when I say mm-hmm. shit, it means that the lyrics don't make sense or it's not connecting in a way because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not saying that I'm a very good writer, but whenever I, what I consider to be a good lyric is mm-hmm. if the lyrics are kind of like they match with the other lyrics, you know, not something mm-hmm. that, for instance, uh, Kurt Cobain's, uh, you know, sm- smells like teen spirit. You read the lyrics, they're not related in a way. He's just singing about random shit. Most of Nirvana mm-hmm. songs are about that. You know, the lyrics are just talking about some random shit. Every uh-huh. lyric is about one sentence is not connected to the other in a way. There's no, there's a different story everywhere. So there's, mm-hmm. so no one focuses on the words, always a tune. Mm-hmm. So he knows that his, his words are probably not going to be enticing people. So there's the background music, which is pretty insane. And that's what made him mm-hmm. famous. But then you go to singers back in the day, like uh, Bob Dylan or, uh, there's another guy, I forgot his name. He he has like orange hair and shit. Bob Marley. Uh, Bob Marley as well. And then there's another one. Um, I forgot his name. But so these guys, mm-hmm. they they knew that their music around was not insane. It wasn't like super catchy stuff. So mm-hmm. the lyrics were, they used to focus a lot on the lyrics. You know, it was, the lyrics were deep. You would read the lyrics and be like, wow, you know, the lyrics are talking about some shit, like something about life. It's like the philosophical lessons that Dave Chappelle gives in his stand-up. So when I write a song... Makes sense, yeah. So when I write a because they need to compensate in some way, you know? If, if something's not as mm-hmm. good, the other one has to compensate that. So when I write a lyric, it's always... I feel that the, the best I can write is when I'm feeling something inside. If I'm feeling emotional about certain aspects of my life, I try to write it down. Mm -hmm. Or if I'm thinking about a friend and what he's going through in life, be it a good, you know, something good about, something good that's going on in his life or something really bad or something Mm -hmm. really tragic. Mm -hmm. I try to use that, mix it up with my tragic story or my emotional story. And I try to write it down. For example, the first song we made for my band, uh, uh, Mm -hmm. My Guitar. So that song, so my friend who plays the guitar, he's from Pakistan, his name's Salim. So he tells mm-hmm. me that he bought ukulele, he bought guitar when he was going through a phase of, you know, like he was a little depressed. So he thought music would help him escape reality. So it was like an escape for him. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, so I thought, okay, you know what? I could make a song with that. So that's where this, the lyrics, if you read, uh, uh, like the one of the lyrics of that song is strings are a path to each heart cell. What I meant was that when you're sad, he's playing the guitar. So it makes him feel something in his heart. He feels happy. That's okay. why strings are a path to each heart cell and stuff like that. So it's all about what I feel inside. And then there's another song. My last song was I Know. So uh, in the summers, recent summers, I was working seven days a week. I have a friend. He works in Walmart. He was working all, uh, six mm -hmm. days, seven days a week as well. And he was going through a lot of tough time financially. So he was working hard. So he, he often told me that, bro, how long should we be working? You know, this life, fuck this life and shit. So I thought, okay, I can mm -hmm. make something out of this. So that's where the song starts. Like, I know you're sad. I know you're sad. I know you're dying. Uh, mm -hmm. And then, but you know, your days would change blissful and happy. So, cause I used to tell him that, you know, bro, you're working hard. I'm working hard, but this is temporary. At one point, we're going to get some success that we don't have to suffer. So mm -hmm. I write through those emotions. I try to channel it through those emotions. And I would say I'm still learning how to do it in, a, in the best way possible. So that's how I write songs. And how do you write comedy though? Okay. So uh, thank you for all that. Um, what I was thinking the whole time, uh, I'll get back to my answer soon enough, but um, yeah. um, I just want to take it in whatever you were saying. So um, you said you have to have a feeling about something in yeah. order to like jot down two words. Yeah. Or I need to that know another person's story so I can imagine okay. myself as that. So there has to be some feelings, yours or otherwise. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Makes sense. That's wow. That's really, I've, I didn't take you for be, uh, for such an emotional being. So you took me by surprise, so, which is good, which is good. I'm not saying it's like I was caught off guard for all the right reasons. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. As for me, um, my process changes every now and then throughout time. Yeah. What I do mostly is I write it down on my phone in the notes and I take them take them um, either in my email, save it in my email mm -hmm. or my drive or my Google Docs so yeah. that it stays. That's all the practical process. As for the art, quote-unquote artistic process, yeah, um, it differs as well. Um, I don't have to have a feeling about anything. It's just that mm -hmm. whatever I, whatever um, I could put my mind into and add some level of absurdity in it yeah so say uh one of my jokes that still 